0: is up everyone we are back with another episode of shaping the culture now like let's just get to it the whole secular sacred divide there is no distinction in, in the scriptures some of us have trust issues with god and right, some right. of us yeah it's like does god really got us Engage the culture with the gospel that first has not engaged you Like you know how people are like, oh that's just who I am Nah Nah. (laughs) Drop the mic Drop the mic Drop the mic Shaping the code What is up everyone? We are back with another episode of Shaping the Culture Hope all is well with you guys um, I'm really excited about today's episode and today's guest. We've got an MC with us. Uh, <laughs> your favorite rapper, favorite rapper. <laughs> uh, not only is she an MC, but she loves the Lord and it's evident in her music. It's evident in the way she engages on social media. Just the interviews I've seen her be a part of, you could see her heart is really for the kingdom. And I'm really delighted to have her on. We've got Reach Records First Lady, none other than Wande, with us. What's good, Wande?
1: Yo, what's up? How are (laughs) y'all?
0: We're doing well. How about you? How's your day going?
1: Yeah, it's been pretty good. You know, I've been doing some content planning. Hey,
0: that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, for those who don't know who you are, which I doubt the listeners tuning in don't know who you are, can you give us a backstory, maybe even share a testimony, the person behind the music? Who is Wande?
1: yeah so one day well i'm actually nigerian so Um, we pulled up to america um and yeah i ended up starting a relationship with jesus in like my middle school years um it was definitely a trying period because my family was kind of split and it was like my dad was a muslim my mom was a christian so it wasn't necessarily accepted at first but i was passionate about it so i just kept on going hard for jesus and like learning more in um, a personal journey. Yeah. And along that time period, a few years later, uh, God shows me that I can rap through a biology class. Huh. And that basically changed my life forever. Wow. And so after that point, because I was passionate about my faith, I started using rapping to talk about Jesus. So it was small scale at first, just rapping to people at school, yeah. freestyle circles and stuff like that. And then I felt like God told me to do it like legitimately as a career. And so I just went on YouTube and learned how to record. And yeah, just started doing whatever I could do with whatever I had at the time. So if that was like performing at a school event or performing at my church, that's kind of like what I did till eventually I got an internship, ended up at Reach Records. Then along that journey of like interning, then working there, they discovered my music and then I ended up getting offered a contract and then started my professional rapping career.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, I need to ask you this because I'm Ethiopian, you're Nigerian, we African. Yeah. Um I know how African parents are, all right? And so if you tell your African parents I want to rap for a living. My brother is a producer. He lives in LA. Yeah. And he he's a producer, but I remember when he first told them that he wants to do that, my parents are like, "What do you we didn't come to America so that you can play <laughs> games with your life. <laughs> Go yeah. be a doctor, lawyer, or engineer, right? Those are the only three options we had." Um how did your parents receive Uh, the news that you wanted to pursue rap or music full time? Were they supportive? Like, what was that like?
1: Yeah, so um, you were definitely very accurate with everything you just said. So um, yeah, it's definitely very accurate that African parents are just like, this is your career field. So for me, I actually didn't tell them. I just kind of let my actions speak for myself. Because I was like, I don't have time to be discouraged. Like, I have to do this. So, So for me, more of like they could clearly see this is what I wanted to do because, like, I would invite them to talent shows at school and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Um, and just pursue different opportunities that like made sense. So, like, even my dad would follow me to even at school sometimes. Like, um, one time our school funded like a whole musical program, which is kind of crazy when I look back at that. But yeah. we had a producer and he was like, Wanda's really good, she needs to do this. Like, here, let's have like private um studio sessions, like, whatever, so she can like make this happen whenever I was like 17. Yeah. So, my dad would follow me there to those um, studio sessions, stuff like that. So they were like supportive. I never explicitly said it. They just kind of thought it was like a hobby, yeah. but I was like, it's a hobby to me. So um, I just kept on going to school though. Yeah, yeah. So as long as I was in school, they were like, whatever. Yeah. But then eventually it worked out after I graduated. So, yeah, you know, praise God.
0: I, I love that you had you had to protect that dream, protect that piece. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. So I wanted to ask you this, uh, where did your love for music, Begin. um uh was it early on do you guys always have music playing you know as you were growing up um how did you get put on to christian hip-hop did you were you uh aware of christian hip-hop were you listening yeah what what was that journey like uh before you actually decided that you could do it and you wanted to pursue it full-time
1: yeah i think there's multiple layers i think one we just always had music playing in the house my mom was like always singing around the house so i was always exposed to whether it was african music or my older siblings some of the youngest so they always had like BT on or VH1 yeah. back whenever music videos were playing in the morning. So I think I was always exposed to music in general. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, definitely like that biology project helped me like realize yeah. that I could actually do it. For me, it was just like a fan perspective like, oh, I just love music, let's sing along. <laughs> um, but then after that, that's whenever I started learning, uh, loving to create music. Mm. I actually used to use it as an icebreaker. So. Mm anytime we had like relatives come over who I didn't know like that yet. And it was like, oh, you're your cousins who just got to America. (laughs) So I was like, I was like, okay. And so then I'd be like, hey, let's go make a song together. And then after a couple of hours, we'd all become best friends. So, um, yeah, I think it just kind of grew over time. And then even I found out as I got older that my parents, um, they actually met because my great, not great grandpa, my grandpa actually like owned a producing studio in Nigeria. Okay. Yeah, it's all the stuff that you don't know until you're older yeah. Um, but he passed away, he passed away before i was born but he actually owned like a record studio and stuff like that and so i found out my dad actually wanted to be an artist once upon a time oh, wow. and so he
0: went
1: to, like the studio to be like oh you know i'll try to be an artist and like hang around them and stuff like that and then that was my mom's family yeah. and so that's how they even met each other in the first place but wow. it's kind of cool like even before i was born there was musical situations happening in my family yeah. and then to now just me being exposed to music and different stuff like that
0: yeah no, that's real. So music runs deep in your blood. Like this is a generational yeah. thing. You were destined to be an artist. Yeah. No <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you this because, um, you know, as a content creator being around other producers, artists, um, you know, you're on this journey of pursuing your dreams. Um, you might discover you have a gift. Maybe you have that external affirmation people like in your biology class, people affirm, Oh, she can spit, she can rap. Uh, people are looking around and like, oh, you can produce, you can make music, or maybe you're a great writer, you're a great content creator, but it's still a scary thing to step out in faith and actually pursue this thing full heartedly and believe that you can do it. And I'm just intrigued by your story because I've seen some of your interviews, um, I'm thinking specifically of the one you did with Reach, Reach Life <laughs> and how you were an intern and deep down you're like, no, I, I can do this, I'm going to yeah. do this. Uh, But nothing around you kind of looked like it was going to happen. I don't know. It takes a level of, a different level of faith to actually believe that you can do what you believe you're called to do. I know a lot of people um, live and die not ever pursuing their dream, pursuing their gift, pursuing their passions. And so I'm just intrigued by your story because you have a lot of resilience, you have a lot of faith, and you have a lot of confidence in what God has put in you. And so I wanted to know, like, did you always know you were going to be signed? And what was that journey to first discovering that you were gifted and you wanted to do this to actually becoming a professional artist?
1: Yeah, I definitely would say there's multiple levels. So one okay. aspect I kind of already knew, like, it was going to happen. And yeah. like, y'all know it, but I do. Um <laughs> But the other aspect though, right before I was signed, it actually happened the day before I was signed, which is so crazy, like it was even on my Instagram story. Um, I was like sitting in my car and then I was like talking to God and I was like, okay, you didn't explicitly tell me I was gonna be signed by these people, but you told me to rap. Mm. So I had to also be content with the fact that, hey, you know, God might call me just to be like a talent show rapper and I have to be okay with that because that might still be changing Mm. five lives you know at a time or something like that which is still a lot if five people are getting saved wherever i'm at yeah. so i had to tell god like hey you didn't explicitly say sign you said professional rapper you said you know do it legitimately so i had to just let him know like hey whatever capacity you want to use me yeah. i'm content with that and it's okay yeah. and so it's funny because then i like literally shared that on my instagram story like hey like i just feel like this is what god's telling me and i feel like he's telling me my life is about to change i don't know why mm-hmm. And it is really wild because then the next day I get surprised and offered a contract and I'm like, this is really, crazy. <laughs> this is really crazy. Yeah. And so, yeah. That's,
0: that's beautiful. How do you come to peace with that? Because what you just said is really profound. This idea that, Lord, whatever you want to do with this gift, you know, I desire to do this on a full-time level, but if I'm just going to be a talent show rapper or... What, what, what have you, like, if, if people are being impacted, that's a win for me. The win isn't a contract, though I desire that. The win is right. souls. The wins is impact, no matter what that scale is. And so how did you, because, you know, I'll be real with you one day. Like, that's a, it sounds good to say that, but deep down, it's hard to live that out. To really be content with where God has you and make much of that Like where did that peace come from where did that faith come from how did you settle in your heart that wherever the lord had you you were going to make much of him
1: yeah i think it's really diving deeper into like legitimately leaving or believing like his will over my will Mm. you know like even talk about the lord's prayer your will be done your kingdom come But whenever you start like actually believing that for real and it's like, okay, whatever God's plan is for my life versus mine. And if you truly believe God loves me and God has a good plan, then it really shouldn't matter what it is because you know that it's going to be popping. And it even says like in the Bible, like his plans are far beyond what you can imagine. So I think that's how I was able to come to peace with it in general, because I was able to realize in whatever capacity God wants to use me, it's for a greater good Mm. and like even saving one person if that's like all your life leads up to that's still like ridiculously amazing and stuff. And so I think it was that. And then just realizing, like I had already had so many amazing experiences up until that point, I got saved at like maybe, I don't know, 14 ish. Mm. And so I have seen some amazing things through high school. I've seen some amazing things through college, but even at that point too, I'm like, God, like, even if I died now, like I've already had a great life, like it's Uh, fine. And so I think all those things like um, helped me to be comfortable with that and just being like, whatever God wants from me is fine because he's already done enough. Even him just giving his life, you know, Jesus, like he's already done enough. So all of this is really just extra. So I think stuff like that and the awareness of that, of like, he's already gone above and beyond and all this is just extra helps you to calm down and be fine, like with wherever he places you and even be happy whenever you're like unseen per se, because it's like, even though I'm unseen, this is really just extra. I could be homeless right now. Like, so (laughs) it's actually fine. So stuff like that.
0: That's so profound. Uh, At our church, we're in the middle of a sermon series on worship entitled More Than a Song. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, Paul says, In view of the mercy of God, worship. And why that's so powerful is he doesn't say, In view of your relationship status, in view of your uh, season, in view of what's in your bank account, worship. It's like, In view of what Jesus did for you on the cross. I love what you're saying there. Jesus has done so much for me already. All of this stuff is extra. I have a reason to worship. I have a reason to praise. I have a reason to celebrate. And that's evident in the way you do your music as well. Um, I'll say this. One of my favorite Christian hip-hop artists of all time is KB. And (laughs) the reason why it's KB is because that man, you could tell he loves the Lord. I remember the first concert I ever saw by him. I was in college. This was like 10 years ago. And, you know, he had worship in the middle of his set. And mm-hmm. I was like, we're at a rap concert and we're worshiping. Like, what's going on here? But you could tell he really cared about including Jesus in everything he did. I bring him up and I bring that up because you remind me a lot of KB. Um, even the interview you, that, I, that I was alluding to earlier, uh, Reach Life, just be- when you and your manager were talking about your dedication of prayer and fasting, seeking the Lord out, uh, not just enjoying the gift of being a signed artist, rapping professionally, but truly wanting to make much of Jesus. Um, I have to ask, what is the win for one day in the kingdom of God as an artist? Uh, I could tell you love the Lord. I could tell you love music. I could tell you take your craft seriously, and I could tell you take your discipleship seriously. But if, if you were to, let's say, 10 years from now you're hanging out, maybe you do this forever, right? We don't know. But when it comes to the end of your rap career, what is a win for Wande? day? Like what would you want to accomplish in the kingdom of God?
1: Yeah. So I would say there's multiple wins for me. Yeah. Um, I think two that God's been highlighting to me in this current season. So I think one is God's been um, asking me to pour into other artists and like yeah. enable them with opportunities. Yeah. So that's been a win for me recently of like, Hey, if I can have an artist pull up to the session, and maybe they didn't believe in themselves. And then just us hanging out for like four hours. Now they believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. Now they learned a whole bunch of education on how to record themselves. And now they can go and put out their own songs. For me, that's a win because now it's not just me out here, you know, helping get these souls. Like now that's another soldier out here in these streets, like getting these songs out there and stuff like that. So that's been one win for me that I feel like will continue for a while um, where God's just been wanting me to empower um artists not even not only just emotionally but like educationally because i started realizing a lot of my sessions like especially women too um they don't know how to record themselves and i'm like what you don't know how to record like they'll be like oh yeah i want to turn this verse but i have to figure out how to book a session or they're like oh man i'm moving Hmm. so i don't think i can put out music because i don't have no one to record me i'm like what you mean like all you need is a laptop like you can record yourself so um, i think god's been opening my eyes to like how much seemed normal to me just because I started when I was 16 and I went on YouTube, yeah. but that's not normal to a lot of people. So he's just been um, equipping me with like how to educate other artists so that way they can go out there mm-hmm. and you know drop a song at any point in time. If they want to record right now, they can record right now yeah, yeah. Um, and just empower them to like kind of go out and, you know, do some work for the kingdom. So I think that's a win for me. Yeah. And then two, just people feeling encouraged yeah. through the music is a win for me. So if people um, listen to my music and they reach out to me like, hey, your song helped me feel closer to God. Your song encouraged me to wake up and pursue God. Your song convicted me and made me not want to sin no more, yeah. like all the stuff, like um, messages like that help um, encourage me and feel like a win to me as well.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. I want to, I want to hone in on that, that first win a little bit. Um, where do you, you know, a lot of the times when you're an artist, and especially when you're younger as an artist and you're newer as an artist, there's a lot of competition, right? It's just like, I'm not worried about other artists until I've got myself figured out. Let me, let me make sure that I'm good, I'm successful, I've got all my ducks in a row, and then I'll like give back. But I'm just intrigued by the fact that even now, as you're starting off, as you're still building, as you're still growing, um, as you're still pursuing this thing um, to the best of your ability, your heart is, how can I pour into others? Where does that come from to not want to compete with other artists but to collaborate with other artists and and make sure that you're not just building one day's career but you're building the kingdom of god
1: yeah it's definitely jesus I'm, yeah. i don't know i feel like my flesh probably wouldn't normally do that but i feel like it's definitely jesus i've noticed though uh i've definitely had to like stay prayed up because it's mm-hmm. counter business culture yeah. Yeah, so, like wow. a lot of, um, I have had resistance sometimes of like, oh, Ronda, I know you love these people, but they don't have a big audience. So, if you want to be famous, then you're going to have to not use your collabs for them, but use your collabs with these people. So, yeah. I definitely been praying to God for wisdom, yeah. um, in general, just because at the end of the day, God is more powerful than anybody. So, right. you know, He can take this person who has no platform, and then tomorrow night, we can get a random shout out from somebody, and then we can be more famous than all the other people. So, yeah. Um, I think I've definitely just been using wisdom, but I know God has definitely put my heart there for those people. So I'm going to continue to love those people. Um, But I definitely will say it has been a season as well, where like everything that normal people have been taught business wise is like, this is anti building your business. And so a lot of stuff, even following Jesus is anti business, anti establishment. So a lot of things are countercultural, but it's like, Hey, if God told you to do it. Then you just gotta listen and have faith and see what comes from it.
0: That's right. Yeah, I applaud you, seriously, uh, because that's not an easy thing to be countercultural in the business world, you know what I'm saying? That's, like, really difficult to do. Do you have people around you, whether it's friends, family, you know, management, like, who keeps you on the straight and narrow? Because I'm sure that that's really difficult to not only do, but continue to do, and especially when you've got different voices in your ear you're like, okay, I've got to continually remind myself that God's way is better than culture's way. Like what, what, what yeah. was that, what's that accountability look like for you?
1: Oh yeah, definitely my management team. I'm so grateful yeah. that my management team, like they really love Jesus for real, for real. So I have two managers, yeah. um, Aaron and Naige And so, yeah, like we've had to make legitimate decisions of like, integrity where it's like ah i want to do this feature but then you find out something and you're like this is not integral and they're like well we're not doing the song and then it's like ah this is a good opportunity wow. <laughs> and they're like no remember we said we had integrity so we can't do it uh... and you're like, okay <laughs> and so they definitely hold me accountable even in situations whenever like you are legitimately going to lose something and so they they really pass the test because it's like in situations where you'll literally have to say no to money or you'll literally have to say no to something that you know is going to build your platform and get you an award and it's like ah. but we have to just truly have faith like god is better so even if certain things look like no's right now we know that actually when you look back it's like oh wow now my track record of integrity mm-hmm. is long-standing i don't have a, like a blemish that's like oh you know now i can hold something against you and like yeah. you know break your witness because you you know compromise in certain areas so yeah. they're definitely really amazing they help keep me humble out on these streets, you know. We always talk about, like, what our weeks have been through, what we've been going through before we start meetings, and we always pray before we start meetings and stuff like that. So wow. that's definitely just helped my walk with God. And, like, yeah, and just in general, it's like a sisterhood. So I love them so much. That's
0: beautiful. I love that so much. I'm so encouraged. You have no idea understand one day. As you're speaking, I'm getting life from this because you're setting the standard. Like, this is the way Christians should operate in the business world. And unfortunately, we don't always see it happen that way. And so, yo, all the flowers your way for doing. You're taking the hard way. You're taking the long run way. But I know God's gonna honor you. And God opens doors no other man can open. And so, room for you as you choose integrity. I did want to ask you, as an MC, as a rapper, uh, how do you feel about the current state of CHH? I know a lot of people have different opinions on where CHH is and where it's gone, but I love to hear from you as an artist who is in CHH, what you think yeah. about CHH.
1: I feel like we're actually having like a resurgence. So I feel like it's a great time actually. So okay. luckily I love young people. I'm technically a young person, I guess. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I love like all the new artists. I feel like they come with a new, like refreshing spirit that's like innovative. That's like, not like, oh, we have to do things this way. Cause that's how everything has always been done. So I feel like a lot of like the newer artists who you might see on TikTok and stuff, like they don't know anything about the music industry. They're just making music because they love Jesus. Yeah. And then people are like gravitating to it and they're like kind of blowing up. Yeah. And I feel like there's a pureness to that. That's like really great. Yeah. Um, So I actually really love like a lot of the new artists that you might see, like pop up. Like there's a girl named like Cece. She's really fire. Yeah, yeah. A dude named Gordon, he's fire. Um, dude named Alex Jean, he's fire. So like there's like a lot of new artists who are coming and like, they really just love putting Jesus in their music. Yeah. They just love Jesus for real and they just like having fun. So I feel like that's the type of stuff I like. It's cool because then I can just listen to music in my car and I'm like, dang, like you really talk about Jesus for real? This is great. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's really encouraging because the music sounds like really good, yeah. but then it's like what they're saying is really encouraging to my walk and really aligns with what the Bible says and stuff like that. So I feel like we're in a great place. I feel like these type of artists actually are challenging people like me and, um people who are older than me to be like, oh wow, like you don't have to do things the way the things have always been done. Like it's okay. So I feel like it's actually really good and it's like shifting the culture to move forward. So.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. And you're right. I do, I have witnessed, there's been a resurgence and you know, I know we had like an awkward phase in CHH where it's like, wait, are we, is Jesus still a part of this? But uh, as one case says, gospel rap is back, right? (laughs) So I love seeing the desire to not only put Jesus back in the music, but the excitement around that and just the, u- the unity around that. Is there anybody in the CHH space right now that inspires you or maybe has set a bar for you, an example for you? Like when you think about where you want to be as an artist, like this is the benchmark, this is the person that I strive to be like.
1: Mm-hmm. I would say, I guess, in multiple areas. I think someone who's like, whenever I look at him and I'm like, I love what you're doing. I guess Hobie, he's doing a great man, job right man. now.
0: Hobie's killing so, the game.
1: And so I think it's cool too, just like knowing him on a personal level. Like it's just really just a reflection on him in real life. Like this man loves Jesus. Anybody who like has a full conversation with him, you're like, wow, Hobie, you really love Jesus. <laughs> and so, no, but it's great though. And so. I really love like what he's been doing because he's been fighting to be like, no, I want to make worship songs. Yeah. And so, and he's been doing it. So it's been great. Okay. And so I'm glad to see, like, he's been fighting for one, just getting his heart out of like, man, I really want worship centered songs, but then fighting to like, also make them sound fire. Yeah. So I feel like it's been great. And I'm, I'm excited too, cause he's about to go on tour. So yeah. I think that's going to be a dope uh, concert experience to see kind of like the new generation, how it goes and the, yeah. Also, because he's built up a catalog over the past year of like worship centered songs, I think it's going to be really cool for like everybody in the audience. So, yeah. I think that's someone who's been killing the game too and like having a dope standard lately.
0: Yeah, no, Hovey's that guy. I keep saying Hovey is the one. <laughs> that's how I feel about him. Yeah, yeah, he's the one. He's the one. That's awesome. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you as you're operating in the CHH world, do you? How do you feel about being labeled a Christian hip hop artist? Are you cool with it? Are you even in the music that you're making, when you think about what's next for one day, do you want to continue making, you know, they, they, they say there's music for the church and music from the church.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm wondering, do you want to continue making music, music for the church or music from the church or both? Or like, what are you passionate about and what's something that you strive to do?
1: Yeah, I feel like in general, I might make more music for the church in general of like, I usually inspire people who are probably saved. But one thing I've noticed in terms of feedback is a lot of my supporters are people who aren't saved and don't know anything about God, like, or people who find me on TikTok, they're like, oh, like, I don't know anything about God, but I found your page. And like, I started learning more about God from your TikToks and stuff. So I think God has naturally positioned me to speak to people outside of the church, even though I'm not targeting that. Um, which is kind of cool cause you don't have to like be inauthentic. Um, so, um, I feel like, yeah, my target is probably towards the church, but people outside the church don't feel, I guess, oppressed from the message and they almost feel invited to want to seek God more.
0: Yeah. No, that's what's up. No, I definitely see that. I mean, you got bars one day, like you're, you're an MC for real, for real. Like you can spit and you got flow. You've got style. Like the, my, probably my favorite song of you right now is don't worry about it in the gym that song go crazy <laughs> yeah yeah and just even the music video is fun and it's exciting and so i can see why people maybe outside the church are gravitating towards that because you make it look so effortless like you love jesus but then you're you unapologetically yourself um yeah. I, I did want to ask you this like where do you get your confidence from and where do you get yeah just I, i'm just reminded as i'm listening to your music and watching your music videos you own it like you're in that space and you're having a good time and you uh you just mark it so like where where do you get your confidence from is has, have you always been charismatic is that something you have to grow in or what what's that been like for you
1: yeah i think one aspect is just like this is just who god made me to be i will say though like some of my friends and stuff like they'll say like whenever i'm like videotaped like another aspect of me comes alive per se because like <laughs> most people when they meet me i'm pretty calm and then they're like they see me They're like, oh, she's so calm. Like, how is she going to do all this? And then all of a sudden they see me on stage and they're like, oh, okay, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Sasha Yeah. So I guess I would say like in general, um, God, like, I guess designed me for that. So Mm. that helps. And then I think I get confidence too, from just being inspired of like, I want people to have something dope to listen to. I want people to have a quality experience Mm. for God. So I remember back in the day, like when I was 16, like that gave me confidence in terms of like, oh, I want the other teenagers to stand up in church today. Yeah. You know, y'all ain't going to sit down today. I'm gonna walk down the aisle and I'm gonna rap to you. You're gonna stand up, <laughs> you'll be excited for God. So yeah, that's right. I would say like stuff like that made me excited of like, oh, you may have never been excited about God, but you're gonna be excited now. Um, I think a form of worship makes me excited because like everything you do make it like unto worship. So let me do it well, yeah. let me do it with enthusiasm. Um, And so I think that makes me excited. And then I just genuinely love it. It's fun. So, yeah, yeah, I love everything. Even the comedy TikToks, like I actually love, you know, just laughing and having fun. So even that, you know, I can bring energy to. So I think it's just a form of enjoyment and a form of worship.
0: That's awesome. That's like the the best of both worlds, right? You get enjoyment and worship. And worship is enjoyment. Enjoyment is worship. So I I love that. Okay, I got one more question for you. I feel like I could sit here for another 30 minutes and just... (laughs) keep going but i want to be respectful of your time uh my my last question is this um for the christian artists creative they don't have to necessarily be a rapper songwriter maybe they're a content creator maybe you're talking to me right now or Mm -hmm. you know the christian um somebody who's a producer in hollywood or a writer for a script whatever it is like as you're thinking about creatives who love jesus what would be your piece of advice as you're navigating you know, artistry on a professional level as you're living to make Jesus known and trying to bridge the gap between your faith and music um, and other people are trying to do that as well. You know, what would be your advice? What's something you've learned over the last couple of years that has been instrumental in your growth and in the way you do things like what what can you pass along to us?
1: Yeah, it's ironic because I was literally like editing on Instagram today to like start like explicitly sharing those type of tips, oh, which is like wow um but i think one thing i would say is like come from an attitude of service Mm. so i think sometimes you can get stressed out about content because you're just thinking of how can i blow up how can i get bigger numbers versus like oh what excites me and what do i generally just want to share um so i think an attitude of service and just wanting to share makes things way easier so for example i love music and i like finding fire music um that's like christian so I get excited about that. So then sometimes I make videos. And I'm like, oh my gosh, y'all, I'm in the car. I just found some fire music. Yeah. Y'all need to listen to this. And then I share like five songs that came up on my playlist that were fire. Yeah. But then those videos perform well because there's other people who are looking for that. And they're like, oh, man, I've been trying to find some fire music, too. Thank you for serving me in that aspect and helping me elevate my life yeah. by throwing me some other artists I can add to my playlist as I'm trying to like continue my walk with God and stuff like that. And then I think, too, just doing it with quality. So. Mm. Obviously you don't have to drop a whole bunch of money if you ain't got the money, but use what you have now. But with what you have now, do it to the best ability. Like if you notice the lighting ain't it, you know, maybe face the other direction to see the lighting hit your face, you know. (laughs) Um, And yeah, and just use your resources to the best of your ability. Libraries still exist. So, you know, you can rent some stuff at the library, some cameras and stuff. So also use your resources in your local community. But Mm. yeah, I think if you just combine it with serving, and things that you genuinely wanna share um, that would help you too. And then with quality, I think you'll be great and you'll grow over time.
0: Yeah, I love that. I'm so sorry, I gotta, I gotta ask one more follow-up question because you're yeah. just dropping gems all throughout this episode and I gotta ask this one last one. <laughs> uh, but when you talk about, um, you know, the first piece of advice, you know, have an attitude of serving. Think about, don't, don't worry so much about the numbers, think about how you can love and serve people well with what you're producing. I have found that to be extremely helpful. And over the last couple, I, I've been podcasting now for six years and I think I'm just now catching steam like the last year or what have you. But one thing I've learned time and time again is that the algorithm doesn't tell the full story. Um, I have had, I've been shocked and I, I'm sure you do this too for other artists, but I've been shocked when other podcasters and content creators like DM me or message me and say, hey, I watched your stuff. Keep going, you've got something there. I'm like, whoa. The numbers don't reflect. I'm like, you watch my stuff? Like, because the numbers, the math ain't mathin', right? And so, um, but like to your point, I've been really encouraged. Like, you know, A, this is a form of worship. Do well. Be excellent. But have a heart of service. You never know who's watching, and you never know who's going to give you your next big opportunity. And so, can you hone in on that a little bit more? Just like that heart of service, letting God take care of the numbers and the analytics and just being faithful with what he's trusted. you
1: with. Yeah, I feel like that's the story of my life time and time again. Like yeah. I meet people even up till this day who will be like, Oh, when you were an intern, you helped me out or whatever. And then so now, I'm like the president of this company. And I got to make sure one is taken care Jeez. of Like what I had no idea. Or it's like you would never know or even people who helped me whenever I was an intern, yeah. and like treating me with respect. And so then now maybe I'm in a position to help them. And so yeah. um, I think having a heart of service is super important. One, not because one, you just never know where people are going to be. But I think you shouldn't be thinking of, oh, this person might be blowing up. Like, I think you should just serve just to serve. But yeah, I think whenever you think that way, it's just less stressful. I think numbers will always fluctuate just depending on where society is at the time. But service, like, will just never change. Like, it will never hurt you just to serve. Um, and I think that's what truly matters. I think that's what God called us to do in the first place. And so for me, people used to ask me like, oh, how do you like make posts every day? like, how is that like not killing you? And I'm like, oh, it's because I'm like doing this for fun. Like, I just actually like talking about what I'm talking about. It's not like, oh, I have to post to get big. It was just like, I legitimately like talking about these topics. And then that's why I posted it.
0: That's right. No, I love that. That's good wisdom right there. Um, Thank you for just your time and everything you're sharing. I'm going to be chewing on this for some time. Um, Before you get out of here, do you have anything coming out? Projects, music, singles, anything you can talk about can we or maybe get exclusive on here on shaping the culture or what do you.
1: Yeah, um, I might be actually launching a Christian creative summit. So okay. stay tuned for that. It'll most likely be in September. Okay. So call holy. So okay. stay tuned for that situation. Okay. Um, I think be really cool. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, whenever I announce it, it'll be fire, but it'll be an opportunity for Christian creatives to just learn more about like kind of what we talked about, like how to effectively keep your faith and still maintain who you are, but make effective content. And so it's based in Atlanta. And so it'll be a fun time. And then we'll have, you know, some concerts at the end, turn up with our favorite artists. Hey,
0: I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you for your contribution to CHH and the kingdom of God. I'm a real life fan one day cheering you on. And I can't wait to see what God does with you next. Um, Appreciate you. And thank you for all the listeners tuning in. Hope this blessed you. Hope this fed you. Um, hope you're inspired by this conversation. Until next time, family, peace and